Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a platform. So Syracuse will begin their NCAA journey in Salt Lake City out of the West region as an eight seed. They'll take first take on number nine seed Baylor on Thursday at like midnight. Uh, we'll, preview, <laughs> we'll, we'll preview the game uh, the best we can for you. But first, as always, if you're looking for 5% off of tickets to anything, if you're looking for tickets to anything and you want 5% off, I have something for you. I do. TixBlitz is the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. And unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in all the extra fees and unexplained service charges at TixBlitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code armchair at checkout to receive your 5 5% off that total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code armchair. Ticks blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. So, Joe, um, the the sure. way the way we followed the bracketologists coming down to the wire was I mean, everything was seemed to be pretty accurate. I mean, there was a couple questions left in the air, and we'll get to that, but everything seemed to be pretty accurate. Yep. I think mm-hmm. the net rankings tend to fail us in some areas, um, yeah. which we brought up a couple episodes ago, actually, a couple shows ago. I think uh, we talked yep. about it, and Coach brought it up. We didn't know how it was going to work out. I know, Joe, you were pretty nervous about it because you weren't sure. And I said, well, I want to see what happens. But seems to me that the net, which is the focal point of everything NCAA – men's basketball this year was um i don't know no i just think it's fun it's fun it's fun to go through and rank the the games and look at your overall standings and everything but at the end of the day obviously it's not it's not true everything that the committee looks at right it's just not everything that the committee looks at right there's other things that they weigh so does so does the so does the ncaa change it up Again, next year for the third year in a row, which would be the third year in a row, changing it up. I don't know. You don't know. I don't really think that you can say that they got anything really too wrong. I mean, I'm, there's always going to be people that think they got snubbed. I know I'd be at NC State, people at my work that were free, furious that they got snubbed, but, you know, that's just every bubble team that doesn't make it. So, Well, NC State, 33rd in the net rankings, strength of schedule, 129. And yeah. I know we don't look at RPI, but just to put it into perspective, the RPI was 97th. So, judging by that, it. it's not that impressive. 
you know, strength to schedule right. 429. Now, Clemson, on the other hand, probably just barely missed it, obviously. Um, 35th in the net. Well, they were both they were both two seeds in the NIC. They weren't right. even one seeds. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So Yeah, well, I think they said the first team out was uh, UNC Greensboro. Okay. Uh, yeah. Strength to schedule so. for Clemson was 39. By the way, Syracuse, at the end of the year, finished up with a strength of schedule of 8th in the nation, which was excellent. And a 30, 38th in the RPI. Again, we don't look at it, but right. um, just throwing it out there. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, it's interesting because Bel- Belmont, who got a at-large, their strength of schedule was 199. So... All in all, Sometimes. though, you you happy with you? Are you okay with it now that you know they do factor in? Obviously, they factor in strength schedule. They must, you know. Yeah, I mean, must. I was I was fine with. There's always going to be teams that think they're snubbed, so I was fine with it. Obviously, right. well, yeah, it looked like it looked like this bringing in this metric helped the little guys a little bit more. Obviously, with them, you know, obviously giving Belmont uh, an at large bid and. Um, saying that UNC Greensboro was the first team out. So there definitely helps little guys. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, but as far as our ranking, I'm happy. Yeah. It's about what we expected. I think we got, I think right. we got put in the right bracket. I was, mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Right. I mean, yep. you know, I think it was yeah. a good, good scenario. Now we were coming into the show just before we started, and Joe said, you get any fan feedback? And I said, oh, my gosh, that would have been a brilliant idea yesterday. Yesterday, that would have been a great yeah. idea, Joe. But today, yeah. that idea we, stinks. We dropped the ball on that one. That yeah. idea stinks right now. So I apologize. Mm-hmm. I should have gotten some fan feedback for that. Uh, so anyway, my apologies. But we do have a, a live my bookie pick. And no, we, yes, we do. We do, Joe. It's like back to football season again. And we're mm. going to do a live my bookie pick. And it's going to be all on you. And since you haven't put one out in like three games, you know, I figured I'd well, just put you on the spot and make you do it live. So, well, live yeah. t- taped, recorded, right? So, uh, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but you got to give me a little while. Give me a little while. Give you a little while. We're, we're getting into it right after this here. So Syracuse and Baylor first met in 2006, and the Orange would take that. 94-71, to 71, the two teams uh, will later meet, would later meet in the Maui Classic Championship in 2013. The Orange would win that game, 74-67. to 67. C.J. Fair scored 24 points in that game, and the all-time series sits at 2-0. and oh, Just those two games, um, this will be the third meeting between the two. Baylor finished fourth in the Big 12 standings. They're currently 19-13 overall, 10 and eight in conference play, and they sit 39th in the net. Like I said, Syracuse sits 42nd. Their leading scorer, Tristan Clark, 6'9", 240-pound uh, forward. He was their leading scorer through 14 games. He's out for the year. Makai Mason has kind of picked up where he has left off. He averages 14.6 points a game. Um, as a team, they sure... 44% from the field, 34% from behind the arc, and 67.4% from the line. So from the line, at least, they're, we're like at 68.2 or something like that. So they're, they're not great either. Uh, they also average hmm. 38 rebounds a game to Syracuse's 34.8. And this team is coming into the tournament on a four-game losing streak. So they might have some motivation. Um, well, we have motivation as well. Tyus Battle, I'm sure, missing the ACC tournament tournament is dying to get back 
back on the court and do his thing. So uh, some motivation of our own and to see what this team can do uh, at full strength yeah. again. So uh, we got Joe. Yeah, you kind of hit a lot, but um, they are a scrappy team. Like you talked about the rebounding. Uh, they're one of, I think they're second in the nation in offensive rebounding. And um, they can shoot uh, good from the three-point line in Big 12 play. I think they were second or first in the league, and I think they shot 37% per game. Uh, they're a guard-oriented team, and that's kind of what got me, has me a little nervous because... Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're, they have those numbers in offensive rebounds, and their tallest guy is 6'8 with a forward, Freddie Gillespie. And, um, I mean, they have a guard, uh, Mario Kegler, who's 6'7, and Mark Vitale, another guard, who is 6'5, and um, he's got a big body, uh, 6'5, 230, I believe. And, um, they kind of get down there and box people out and they get rebounds and hustle. And, uh, they're definitely a tough team. Um, they, like you talked about with Tristan Clark, they were looking to probably be a little bit better this year, but, um, they've kind of figured it out a little bit without them, at least enough to make the tournament. They had some solid wins in the uh, big 12, um, at home and on the road. Uh, and like you talked about Makai Mason, uh, they kind of go as he goes, he's the big shot kind of guy. Um, and he's kind of been going through some lingering injuries as well. Uh, I think that has a little bit to do with their four game losing streak. So I think a lot like what you said comes down to, uh, their mentality. I think they're going to come out, um, real, real aggressive and, you know, try to hit the boards and stuff. But if we can kind of shut that down early, then, we might be able to get them to kind of resort to how they've been feeling the last four games and uh, just get this first round win, get ready for Gonzaga. Yeah. So, well, you assume it's Gonzaga, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, you expect it, it to be. be, what's that? Why wouldn't it be? Well, exactly. So Gonzaga, too. I mean, this game would be a lot, this game would be a lot more scarier if, Tristan Clark was playing, you know, six nine, six ten, lengthy forward who was leading the team in scoring in blocks before he got hurt. So yeah, two hundred and forty um, pounds. That's the type. It's a big boy. Yeah, and he was still averaging uh, just six rebounds as well. So 
and he was actually leading the the nation in field goal percentage, 73.7%. So he was a high efficiency player too. So who knows where they would be right now if he never got hurt, but uh, this is the Baylor team that we see in front of us. And I mean, like I said, they're guard oriented. They're going to throw a bunch of guys at us. They, they play about seven deep usually, but we're probably going to see a little bit of uh Flo Thumba. It's his name. And uh, he's a six ten forward. He's a freshman and he really has only played or seen time um, when they played against teams with height. So that's another guy that we might have to look at, but mostly just guards. And um, really, I, I like our chances and the way that we've been playing um, with the competition that we've been playing against. So realistically, unless these guys just go off in the three-point line, which is, has happened in the past. That's happened. It has been but, known to happen in this year, in the past, this year. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. weeks ago. I mean, so a week ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been known to happen. What, what are the <laughs> yeah. chances so, Gardner-Webb takes out Virginia? What's that? What are the chances Gardner-Webb takes out Virginia? Uh, Slim to none. <laughs> I feel do you bad see, for them. I'm going to lose by 50. Do you see anything Do you see anything that sticks out to you as a, as a potential – I mean, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a 16 and a 1, but a potential upset? Um. It's, I mean, actually, I can't, I can't really call one. I'm not going to call like a specific one out, but I just think so? that, um, well, I think there's a lot of uh, possibility for the 12s, maybe more 12s and fives win. Um, and because of how there's a lot of good teams that were mid-major winning their conference and stuff. And to see, you know, Wofford get a seven, Buffalo get a six. Nevada, I think they got a seven. Um, teams like that, so they just push better teams back. I mean, Oregon just won the Pac-12 championship, and they're a 12 seed. So, I just think that a lot of times, a lot of these, and that force is basically the point where these mid-majors are, are a lot more talented this year. That the 13s are more talented than what the normal and the 14 seeds. And I mean, you have a 15 seed Bradley who is out of the Missouri Valley Conference, and they usually put out a pretty good team. St. Louis won the A-10. A-10 is a pretty good conference. Usually the winners, a solid team. Temple got in as at large. They're a 13 seed. So, and there's a lot of guys picking Yale to beat um, LSU as a 14 seed. Um, I watched a couple of different um, bracketologist shows, and they have Yale going to the Sweet 16. I think one of them has them going to the Elite Eight. It's kind of crazy to me. But uh, with all that stir up with the coach and at LSU and everything like that, uh, there's a lot of people that are high on that too. So, but I really can't pick one out. I just think that there's going to be a bunch. I love. I it. think the cream of yeah. the crop. Oh yeah, I think the first two days are going to be awesome. I think you're going to see a lot of good close games and uh, good upsets. And I think again, though, the cream of the crop is going to come through. Those upsets are just going to make it a little bit easier for those top four or five seeds. And, uh, I mean, again, the cream of the crop. I see a lot of one, two, and three seeds getting in there. Yeah, well, uh, we, you know, there was a lot of hype about Syracuse playing Washington, Mike Hopkins bringing the Huskies to the tournament, I think for the t- first time in eight years, was it? Eight years or 12 years? Uh, eight. Eight, okay. Yep. Um, so yep. they're, they're going to face off against uh, Utah State. 
Uh, I, w- I wish yeah. them luck over there. I would have liked yeah. to have seen that matchup on one hand, but I, I would rather see that matchup in non-conference play. Yeah. I think. Right? I'll tell you what. I mean, some of the some of the stuff that yeah, some of the stuff didn't make sense uh, to me. Duke. I mean, Michigan State just came back. They just came off of uh, beating Michigan for the for the Big Ten championship. So you would have thought that Michigan State would have been a higher number two seed than Michigan and. They put Michigan State in with Duke's bracket, and I think that you know once I saw that North Carolina was was uh, the third number one seed, then I was thinking, okay, unless they sneak a seven or ten in us, then we're basically going to be the eight nine in Gonzaga's bracket. So I think that I think we got best case scenario. Yeah, I think we did too. Honestly. There's three three ACC teams, including Duke, over there, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean. You see what it is. I mean, Gonzaga, they don't play. I mean, they play a good non-conference schedule. They don't play. They're the, the only team to beat Duke day. when Duke was fully healthy. That's true, but that was a young Duke team, and we've played with Duke. We beat Duke. I mean, not fully healthy, but uh, Gonzaga, out in the, the West Coast Conference, I believe. Uh, yeah, the they – um, they just don't play the everyday in and out toughness of the ACC. So uh, I don't want to say that they get a little bit complacent or whatever, but sometimes that switch is um, tough to turn on and off. So there's been Gonzaga teams that have lived up to their potential. And there's been Gonzaga teams that have lost early. So it all just depends on how they react to that play. You know, I mean, they don't play the teams that we do every day in, day out. Look at the last seven games we played, the teams we played. I mean, we've played, yeah. what, four games against number one seeds. So, yeah, it's <laughs> they don't play that. No, they don't play that. And they, you know, and they went and they they got uh, they beat got beat by St. Mary's in the, the conference championship. So not to say, I mean, they could come back with a vengeance, but either way, um, we've proven that we can play with these these one seeds for the last four out of the last seven games. And uh, it's not going to be any different with Gonzaga. So, and to be perfectly honest with you, there's a lot more eight or nine seeds out there that I would have rather not seen than uh, <laughs> Baylor. Than Baylor, so yeah. I kind of like, I liked our draw on that too. I didn't want to see Central Florida. I didn't want to see Washington. Didn't want to see Utah State. So didn't really want to see Oklahoma either. Um, so I was looking at Mississippi or Baylor, and I'm glad that we got them. But I don't want to get too cocky because, like I said, they can no, shoot but you're threes. Just, right, and, but you're just talking about the scenario that the other scenarios that could have been presented. I mean, any game well, can yeah, be a tough yeah. game, but you got to take. You have to, you know, you have <laughs> yeah. a preference, right? So it doesn't mean your preference is right. is is you know. Something that's going to yeah. be easy. It's just best case scenario. Yeah. What you think? And, v- so. and VCU's um, in your face defense and guard play, uh, I think, would have been tough for us too. So uh, when you look at these eight nine matchups, you know, and I know that I've been kind of praising Baylor's offense, but the one thing that kind of has me confident is the fact that Baylor had either the last or second to last defense in uh, the the uh, Big Twelve. They tend to uh, allow the other teams to score a lot of points, so. Um. Yeah, that's one of those things where I think it's kind of a perfect little setup for us for this eight nine matchup. We'll be able. To, we should be able to score. We do have the height. We're gonna have the height at every single position. So. Yeah. So well, that brings me, me to this, happens. Joe. That brings me to this. Yeah. 
There's the. Uh, what do you got for me? The, what do you got for me? Baylor plus two and a half. So that's what yeah, it is right now. Huh? Okay. Okay. Um, the my bookie pick being brought to us live by my bookie. The first week of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, or predicting first run upsets, or all the above, my bookie is the perfect home for you and your March Madness fun. If you have all the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is the place to go to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you multi bracket guys and gals out there. My bookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business, and the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Uh, bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy your March Madness while you watch your picks cash in. Deposit with my bookie today using the promo code QS25 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code QS25 at my bookie. You play, you win, and then you get paid within 48 hours. Or, I should say, I heard, around 48 I heard hours. that before. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. what do you got, Joe? What do you got? That's a tight, that's a tight spread. You know, I guess it's yeah. It's you know, yeah, it's tight. It's tight. So you yeah. know, but you did I mean, say they. There's no. Huh? Go ahead. There's just Hello. no way I'm not picking Syracuse here. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, Why did we even do on. this? I know. I know. Yeah. It's for effect. It's for effect. So. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I yeah. Get I know. It. Um. So I mean, I figured you're not tweeting them out. Might as well do it since it's here. Um, but yeah, so right, right. I'm looking for I'm looking for the fire in the eyes of these guys. Tyus is back, and yep. you know, coach said he was just about 100 percent in practice on Saturday. So I'm gonna believe what he says and um, think that Tyus is gonna be motivated, and you know, he wants to go out with a bang. He's got, you know, some. He's got. He better. He can't leave anything out on the court. Put it that way. No. Or well, no. he has to leave it all out on to... the court. Is what I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure it out though because Baylor does do kind of a weird little zone similar up. to what Georgia Tech to what Georgia Tech did earlier. Yeah, and, rotating um, matchup zone. We knew kind of what that happened. Yeah. So I mean, they kind of use their physicality and their strength and stuff like that to you know they're undersized. So that's kind of where they're going at. So hopefully we can learn a little bit from that Georgia Tech game. Maybe you throw that tape on, figure it out. But we're going to have to be able to shoot okay from the outside and uh, find a way to get in there with our, our height because we do have it against them. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It just sucks that we have to wait until past 10 o'clock to watch. I know. It's going to be on a brutal. Thursday. I know. I know. But like It's officially me saying that I'm calling in on Friday. I'm just going to put in for it tomorrow. It's just the bottom line. That's so weak. So... Whatever, man. I don't care. Well, if you got it like that, you got it like that. But, um, you know, just don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that. Mm-hmm. So, well, so, I'm just going yeah, to watch I mean, it and like suck I said, it up. I mean, I'm, I, like our, I like our chances. I saw a couple different um, – when I watched the CBS Bracketologist, uh, two out of three of them had Syracuse beating Gonzaga. Uh, and just this bracket overall, uh, I think there's going to be some exciting games and uh, – I mean, that 5-12 in Murray State and Marquette is going to be a great game. You got two NBA players that can light up the scoreboard. Uh, FSU is tough as well, obviously, and we know that. So, 
again, I don't, you know, you don't want to look ahead or anything, but still, when you look at this bracket compared to others, yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, there's just going to be, like I said, a lot of, you know, Nevada, Florida, either team could win that. Either team can go and beat Michigan. Texas Tech and Buffalo is kind of a highly anticipated matchup for some of these brackets I was just they've been talking about uh, to kind of see and prove where Buffalo is. So, again, I just think that um, this we have an intriguing, intriguing bracket because this whole bracket could fall apart with just a couple of games. And uh, <laughs> I hope it does. <laughs> it really does. Well, it's only fun if it does sometimes. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are going to try to get back here Friday after the Baylor game. And I guess we would be remiss yeah. if we did not mention – that the women's basketball team is a three seed, and yep. they play on Saturday, Joe. Yeah, Saturday at one. Saturday at one. ESPN so two. That's easy. against uh, Fordham. Fordham. Every everybody should be able to watch that at Saturday in the afternoon, and it's not at midnight. Yep. So yeah, um, if you got nothing going on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll set the. I'll have to set the DVR. My son's got a lacrosse game, so. I will I will watch it. I'll watch it when I get home and give me something to look forward to. So There you go. Um yeah, what else, Joe? Is that it? Are we thinking and jamming yeah, or what? I think that's Yeah, I think we're just gonna okay. thank everybody and just hope thank, that uh Yeah. You know, it's tournament time, buddy. It's, it's tournament time. It's tournament time. So. Hopefully we get back here yeah. uh Friday and we will uh yes. we'll be in a great mood and we'll have a, we'll we'll have a couple beers and do another show. Yeah. And hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't. It's just see so why late, not. you know. You just gotta. You hope that you keep the intensity because all day my anxiety is gonna be through the damn roof, and you know. I know. See, I'm gonna have to wait. You're you're calling in, so you, oh, you're calling in Friday. That's right. You're calling in. Yeah, I'm calling in Friday morning. You're calling There's in. No in ta- you're, to, no. you're calling in Friday tomorrow. You're going in tomorrow, and you're saying I'm calling in Friday. I'm going in tomorrow, and I'm saying, hey, I'm not gonna be here Friday. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. Well, my my, Sorry. I won't be, I won't have to pace the floor because I've been working so late. So I mean, most of my time will be spent working, and then, you know, you know, ten mm. o'clock, ten o'clock will come quick for me. So anyway, I digress. Thanks to all of you for listening. We appreciate it, and uh, let's go Cuse. Of course, I want to thank yes, Tick Splits. I want to thank my bookie, Armchair All Americans, of course, and oh. Uh, Andrew from the CEO of Armchair All Americans texted me to say today, and he said he was looking at our socials, and he was like, "Your socials are going off. That's awesome. Congratulations!" Yeah. And they wouldn't be doing that without all of you. So we appreciate it, man. We really freaking do. I love, I love hearing from you guys on Twitter and Facebook and all yes, that stuff. Yes. So we appreciate you, and thanks to James on guitar. Thanks to JP Mulligans. If you're not going to be in Salt Lake City, which Hey, maybe some of you are, and that's awesome. Send picks. But if you're not, you might as well go to J.P. Mulligan's. Expensive trip. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And you might as well stay there. <laughs> um, go, go to J.P. Mulligan's. Grab some grub. Grab some beer. They got. If you're not going there for happy hour Monday, Great wings. Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, head there for a Q's game. Dollar off of bets, bottles, uh, blue, blue light, and even the non-alcoholic stuff. So go there. What? Enjoy that. Yes. Shopping Town Barbershop. Thank they you. sell that there? They do. They sell it. Can you believe well, they sell it, period? They do. That's, I can't that's either. That's great. Um, everybody. Something yeah. for everybody. Something for everyone. And a dollar off, too, at that. So that is it. Nice. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.
Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.